this is the third and final chapter of a three-part episode where I've sat down and talked to three artists within the FGC to talk about the industry. Without further ado, this is part three, the Cody body pillow that shook the FGC's bedroom. I have on Mike Tay, aka Zonk Knuckle. How you doing today? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, thank you for agreeing to to come on and, and speak your mind about being an artist <laughs> in the FGC. And speaking of that, uh, let's just get right into it. What do you see as the artist's relationship to the FGC? What is the position of an artist? Um. Well, you know, people are really passionate, like about their characters in in FGC. So, like, uh, I don't know. I guess that's why I like I like working in it so much is because people come to you because they actually have a connection to that character like you know they kind of represent that character when they go and uh you know play in tourneys or whatever so they're always there's always like a stronger passion than if someone were to just be like hey i like this character can you draw it <laughs> yeah there's i don't know it's more uh, like tied to them personally other than uh they express themselves through their character but then also want to see it expressed in in an art form yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, um I guess like with any gaming community, that's kind of like the cool part about being an artist mm. is that uh these people uh you know like they have um certain costumes and colors that are that are really uh you know more um it's what they prefer because that's the character that they use mm-hmm. or the the colorway and whatever that they use. So it, there's always like a stronger connection there. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's super cool. And what in your experience, like maybe t- talk to the, the, that end a little bit about how much or what you do uh, within the FGC? Um, well, I'm mostly just a fan artist. So like I just draw, um, I'm known for drawing Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think he's just a really cool character. Um, he has a cool design. I think the whole the corny jailbird thing I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the only person who thinks that, but uh, yeah, I'm mostly known for drawing fan art of Cody. Um, you know, I'll draw other things if if I'm feeling up to it. Well, then uh, I guess I, I draw mostly Capcom fighters. Uh, do you take commissions at all for your work? Um, I do sometimes. It really depends. I don't know. Lately, I haven't been like in a really uh, good place to be taking commissions just because like I'm trying to sort out uh, like convention schedules and stuff like that. Personal so it's things. A, it's a scheduling matter in terms of whether or not you can take them. But otherwise, you're, you're usually open for commissions. Um, you know, uh, lately, I haven't been open. But um, yeah, I guess it's just something that I have to feel up to <laughs> yeah like, i guess uh, that's the that's the prime question it. here of like your relationship to that and people who might want to pay you money for your art mm. uh, i think that leads into yeah. the next question of do you think that by the people who would be consumers of art do you think that your work or work in general is somewhat undervalued uh, and how that relates to sharing your art through Twitter or otherwise? Um, I wouldn't really say undervalued. I just think that I've kind of had my identity assigned to me because of the the kind of things that I present online and the way that I present myself online. Like, uh, I mean, 
my name is Zonk Knuckle, right? So obviously, you know, I've got like this weird Cody infatuation. And then most of my uh, content that does get a lot of attention is usually involving Cody hmm. or Cody and Guy. So um, I guess that's kind of what's expected of me now is to like draw things that are Cody related. And then sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll put a lot of passion into something that isn't Cody or something. And then people will be like, hey, why isn't this, you know, why isn't this Cody? And it's, you know, yeah, like I wouldn't really say it's, for yeah. You. Huh. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty weird. <laughs> Is there a, a weird example that comes to mind with that? Um, uh, one time I cosplayed Sakura and, uh, a lot of people were like wondering why I went to Sakura and not Cody, which is like kind of weird. Cause I mean, I, I'm a small girl, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I mean, why, why would I, I mean, they're probably joking, but you know, uh, still <laughs> the, the fact stands. They're like, Hey, by the way, you love Cody. Why aren't you dressed up as a Cody? It's like, <laughs> well, my guy, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess in that sense, you wouldn't be, have you been a, approached for commissions that are not Cody related? Oh yeah. All the time. Uh, in fact, most of my commission work isn't, it's not, um, you know, it doesn't have Cody in it because, uh, I guess people just want to see the way I interpret other characters, which is kind of common, but, um, I mean, like at conventions and stuff, that's normally when I do take them. And so the people who approach me, uh, especially here in Hawaii, the people who approach me for commissions and stuff, they don't really know that I'm a, I work primarily within the FGC. They just see art that they think is cool. And they're like, oh, hey. Do you mind I, if you I dig into to that line then and ask you a little bit about what it's like at conventions or what your general yeah, approach sure. is to being an artist at a convention? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I don't think Zombie and uh, Mao do conventions too much, so <laughs> that might be that might be the only new new content I have to yeah, to a, contribute. That, that's true. But yeah, let's let's get into that then. Well, I mean that. Uh, so that's the question then: is like, what is your what is your approach when attending conventions? What's that look like to you? Okay, so um, I started doing convention work when I was 15. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was about like f three or four years ago. And um, I don't know, it was, I started out at a really small uh, local convention here in Hawaii. And uh, the turnouts usually aren't too crazy. Like we don't really have any events that are like, I think the most that we bring out is about like 12,000 people. For a convention so you know it's it's super mellow um i guess you kind of got to gauge like what people like so here in hawaii there isn't like a very strong fgc here um hmm. i mean we do have we have some history and uh we do have a pretty tight-knit community here but you know just the people who come out it's like everyone already knows each other right so, um, That's you know, I kind of have to say cater. I feel like I, I feel like I hear about the Hawaiian FGC maybe more than, than the little island would imply. Really? Yeah. I, I hear about the Hawaiian FGC all the time, but maybe oh, that's cool. just because the, the circles that I run in are, are mostly online based. And I think that that's 
Oh yeah. A lot of the outreach that they do is is through there, but yeah, um, definitely. But from your but, experience, um, going to conventions though is generally smaller than you would get from something that's in the states or something. Yeah, like definitely. Yeah. So um, I kind of have to cater to like the just the more general like anime video game uh, audience. Hmm out here so i don't really draw a lot of um i don't bring a lot of fgc related art to conventions here um i actually only started focusing like mostly on fighting game related stuff uh to bring to conventions this year because uh evo was my first time going to a fighting game related like event really to for the yeah for the main purpose of selling my art um which was really fun. I had a lot of fun out there, and I I made the decision to go back, <laughs> not even like before the first day was over. Right. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely coming back here. But um, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that, and I think that's that is what I want to start doing from now on. Mm-hmm. Is um, you know, focusing on the fighting game community instead of um, you know, just trying to be trying to be broad and cater to everyone here. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard because. Uh, the the tastes that people have here is it's usually really mainstream like i sell a lot of overwatch uh my hero academia um just like really broad broad communities here so are those things that you are personally passionate about i don't know anything about (laughs) either of those series (laughs) okay that is i try not to tell people that but hey right (laughs) No, that's and that's totally fine that to, to have that opinion. I mean, that I I can't track with that, so I'm I'm right with you. I'm right, I totally understand. But I know that those are super those are super popular. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. So when you do art with along those lines, do you kind of lose a little bit of the passion for it, or do you just enjoy the craft in general? Um. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. I, it doesn't feel as good as if I was drawing something that I I love, hmm. um, mostly because like I kind of have a feel for the characters and what they're like, and that's one thing that I really like to. Um, that's one thing I like to interpret is like the character's personality and how I can, how I can show that in a single single image, you know. Mm-hmm. And do I you think that, specifically with fighting games because? there's not a ton of characterization through the games themselves uh it allows you a little bit more i guess freedom to express that character how you like you know what yeah i think that's that's a really interesting thing about fighting games is that there's a lot to work with but there's still really interesting characters you know mm-hmm because I've seen your Cody work and you've taken some liberties with uh, or maybe not I don't know I don't really know anymore because uh, I see your Cody and now, now I just think oh he's he's a man about town <laughs> thanks yeah um, I'm actually super glad that, that Capcom went with the um, you know the playboy direction with him because that's kind of what I've been doing for the past like right. three years <laughs> and now I, I'm like okay well I don't look as crazy now so thanks <laughs> don't look that crazy for leaning into that aspect of it no i dig it yeah I dig right it. uh, it's super right. cool because uh that's that's actually you know i think that's what um i get told a lot that that's what makes people like my work is that uh 
I I kind of emasculate him a little bit, and I'm I don't really see it that way. I don't know. I I'm just having fun, you know. I'm just drawing things that uh I don't really see a lot of. So that's that's kind of interesting. I don't know why people would have that opinion. I don't think I see it that way. Is that <laughs> is that how it's been interpreted in, in some circles? Um, yeah, that's how. Uh, I mean, I don't know. People will say different things, you know. Yeah, we so. might be exclusively talking about Twitter at this point. Okay, but in your experience, what is how or how are artists treated within the FGC specifically? Um, I think that this is one of the most appreciative communities that I've ever been in, involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just because they, you know, the FGC really realizes the like the passion that goes into art, hmm. and that you know, art is a luxury that we don't really. Uh, need to create it but it's uh you know we're creating it for our community and it makes people happy and that makes us happy and um you know like i said earlier about people coming to us with the the characters that they use uh wanting to see their character represented you know it's uh it's really great i think uh it's super cool especially like um because i i don't actually play the games (laughs) so um it's this really is something cool that, that I learned that fascinated me. This is actually super interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's super cool that they're, uh, you know, uh, for the most part, the FGC hasn't, you know, they don't, like, cast me out or anything for not playing it. Mm-hmm. But um, they're, I still get a lot of love for the work that I create. And the like work other I communities do. might do if they knew that you didn't watch their favorite anime, for example. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have yeah. a story about that. I won't ask you to share those <laughs> stories. Uh, but <laughs> that's I don't know, that's cool. That's surprising, <laughs> though. Uh, and I guess your experience with that was reflected at Evo when you, you showed up. And I guess you were treated pretty well by by people yes, at that convention. I, yeah. So um, here in Hawaii, like I said, a lot of people don't uh, come to me already knowing who I am and all that. But uh, mm-hmm. when I went to Evo, that was like the first time I went to an event and people were like coming to me looking for me and it was it's a really cool feeling you know knowing that your work reaches that far Um, especially because I come from like a tiny little island you know and uh, everyone already kind of knows each other within our communities but um, it's not it's not like you know someone comes to you and they're like hey I know you from your work you know it's uh yeah it's it's totally cool the um the love I got out there it's I think that's definitely what makes me so drawn to the FGC is that there's always so much love um at the events that you guys have yeah because I think that it's I mean it's a large community but I feel like it's still very tight-knit uh mm-hmm. like names get around and what people do I mean you, it's just everyone I don't want to say everyone knows everybody because that's that's not true but mm-hmm. like you do something cool that's notable or do a do a cool Cody design and people just say, Oh hey, that's yours, Uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did it's uh yeah, it's easy to be like uh recognized. I guess how did that go? Because for the most part people don't know each other through their actual human faces. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> with that because most of the conversations happen online. Uh yeah. But like, did they just notice you standing next to a Cody body pillow? How did that go? 
Um, that's pretty much how it went. Because uh, okay. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people didn't know that I was a girl. <laughs> or that I was, uh, yeah, a lot of people uh, were surprised hmm. seeing that I was who I was. Because um, I don't do a lot of face reveals right. or self-portraits on Twitter and stuff. So, I mean, they have, you know, they have every right to, <laughs> to be surprised. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of found that, I found that uh, shocking, though, that um, they were, they were legitimately surprised. Like, uh, I don't know if you know, like, Born Free. He, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been on the he, show before. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, he, he showed up to my table, but, like, he didn't actually, like, he wasn't looking for me or anything. Like, he walked past my table. We kind of made eye contact, and he, like, backpedaled like five steps and he looks at me like all slow and he's like he points he points real slowly at me and he's like yours on knuckle and i was like yeah hi <laughs> i was like yeah i know you I've, I've seen you around and he's like i did not know that you were a girl until today because <laughs> uh, i guess yeah, I guess um, he was like, oh, is Zonk Knuckle here? And someone was like, yeah, she's, you know, right around the corner. And he's like, oh, it's a she. <laughs> and then when he actually saw me, he was like, oh, it, it is a she. <laughs> they weren't lying to me. Aha. <laughs> that's a good that's a good Mark story. I like that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, and it's funny that, like, it's a small community like that where, I don't know, some weird shit like that can happen. That's That's pretty cool. <laughs> It's cool to get that yeah. perspective from it. Um, all right. So then I guess this part is we've, you've kind of already talked about this already, but from your work uh, and your art, is it your, your goal to be financially supported by art? Um, I suppose that's, that's uh, I guess that's essential if I want to be like happy creating my work, but most of my motivators are intrinsic. So like uh, if I'm if I'm satisfied with the, the work that I produce or if I'm able to communicate certain things with my work, then I guess ultimately that that is what will make me happy in the long run. But um, yeah, I mean, traveling and stuff, that sounds fun, especially like if it's being driven by my work. So I guess in a sense, yeah, uh, being financially supported is kind of a must <laughs> like uh, going to conventions and stuff this year has been really fun because uh, before this year I wasn't going out of Hawaii mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> yeah I'm having a lot of fun doing that uh like leaving the island to go and push my work so I guess like in a sense uh I would have to be financially supported to do that mm -hmm. so yeah I mean yeah let me kind of ask you this then is <clears throat> what is your like is professional your... career what is your background then um so I'm actually a college dropout. <laughs> okay. I, uh, okay. yeah, a professional so, college dropout, mind you. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I graduated high school um, last year, and I went to a community college for like a semester. I took a classical drawing course where they teach you like how to how to do like the Renaissance techniques hmm. and like measure with your charcoal and whatever super old school stuff uh, i learned how to do that and then i took oil painting uh that was a lot of fun um but i didn't like the learning environment because uh, a lot of the people that take art classes in community colleges they're kind of just there for the credit they're not there because art is really like their driving force hmm. you know and i felt like i wasn't being um 
like challenged enough i because i i'm a really competitive person like uh i feel like i have to be constantly comparing myself to my peers in order to improve that's fair so yeah so when i was doing that at a community college you know i couldn't do that very much and i felt like i wasn't um improving as much as i would have liked so i kind of just quit (laughs) and uh, i went straight into like doing freelance and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, earlier this year, I got to work for uh, Michael Coleman, who's the voice actor for Cody. Um, he has like this podcast. It's like a drama podcast because uh, I guess him and the, the other voice actors are all kind of in a, they're in the same uh, agency or something. So they're all friends and they have a, a drama podcast together that he writes. And he had me do um, illustrations for their 10th anniversary. That was, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I never what was that experience thought. like? That's a, do you have a name of that podcast to, to drop? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Tales of the Extraordinary. It's like a 1920s um, pulp comedy drama. That's wow. Huh. Are there any other Street Fighter voice actors in that? Oh, yeah. In that podcast? Um, wow. Yeah. So Talison Jaffe, he does the voice for uh, Adon, and he's also the director. As far as I'm concerned, he's the yeah. I think he's the director for for um, Street Fighter IV's English voice acting. Huh. Um, Bonnie Gordon makes some appearances. She's the voice actress for Rainbow Mika. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard because you know voice actors they all um, they do a lot of work. Right. So like I can't I can't really recall um, like all who has na- made an appearance on that show obviously because yeah. yeah they are from what I've heard about the life of voice actor it's just that you are constantly working and recording yeah um, yeah but that's cool though no that I had no idea so look that one up what was the name again Tales of the Extraordinary okay Tales for the Ex- and you've done the like the cover art or the, uh, the thumbnail art I suppose. Yeah, so they had a 10th anniversary performance in like this small theater in LA and uh he was projecting, yeah, he was projecting my artwork up on the on the screen oh, as so they were did um, like, doing improv. Ah. Okay, maybe to, to get a better idea of what you mean by this, what was the whole would you mind talking about what that whole work was? I actually met Michael Coleman here at a convention in Hawaii cuz they were doing like a Street Fighter event mm-hmm. and they flew in a bunch of um they flew in a bunch of the voice actors that were part of the same agency and whatever. And, you know, they're all friends, so they're all hanging out in the same place. So I went and I, I went to go meet them. And I think I might have been like the first person to like s- totally freak out at you meeting. Geeked, you uh, geeked on them. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I totally geeked out. And uh, he was like, do you have the right person? <laughs> he was. Surely you can't was, mean me. Yeah, he was so shocked. I felt so bad after. I was like, oh my god, this poor guy. <laughs> but um, I I gave him some artwork and stuff, and we kept in touch. And uh, he ended up contacting me a couple years later and was like, hey, I'm doing, um, I'm doing a show for Tales of the Extraordinary. Uh, it's our 10th anniversary, and we're going to be uh, projecting stuff. And I wanted, you know, I wanted to know if you wanted to draw some pictures for it. Maybe we can show it. And I was like, dude, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, it was actually like super late notice. It was like a month in advance. <laughs> so, time? uh, yeah, totally not. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I was also, yeah, I was also juggling a, um, a part-time job. Hmm. 
as a waitress. So like I would come home and I'm exhausted and then I'd have to, you know, bang out some artwork and yeah, it was super tough, but um, I ended up making about 10, I think 10 pictures for him for their, I think it was like full color. No, it was just um, like black and white. I tried to go for the, um, you know, the whole 1920s thing. No, that's fair. That makes sense. Yeah. That motif. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't think I have it um, uploaded anywhere, but yeah, maybe I should, I should upload an album. Yeah, he might, you know, I think, I think he has it like on a YouTube video or something, but you know, if they did like a YouTube archive of that particular show, it might be, be part of that, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome. Do you have any of the, uh, any other Buck Wild stories like that where you just happened to run into the voice actor of the character <laughs> who you were like totally geeked out over? Is that? Um, is that I think the Cody's one? the only Cody's like the only character <laughs> that I've I've ever <laughs> had like this kind of infatuation with. So fair enough. That's not fair. really, but yeah, uh, it's always a lot of fun though because uh, he's a really he's he's kind of low profile. You know, so I think he was, I think that's, that's what, uh, that's what scared him (laughs) is that he's never, he's never uh, played a role that was, uh, you know, attracted uh, a freaky audience like that. (laughs) Uh, Like, uh, you know, voice actors. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Voice actors like Matt Mercer and stuff, you know, I'm sure they get that all the time, but. (laughs) Uh, Well, kind of going off that. Or that idea, though, because I feel like Capcom themselves have been a little bit more or at least a little better about acknowledging the community and what they do uh, as fans, I suppose. Uh, But recently through Capcom Connect, they've been featuring artwork from the community. Uh, What's your take on that? I heard about that. Um, That's really cool. You know, I think that uh, every artist works really hard and, you know, a push like that it can mean the world to them. Um, especially like in my case, uh, I kind of started out, uh, by getting recognized by the people over at Udon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, I think that might've actually like saved my, my art career. Cause at the time that, uh, these people, you know, picked me up on their radar, I was like really struggling with a lot of personal things. Uh, you know, I was just a really emo broody teenager Mm -hmm. and, uh, Like, like you do. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, that, that really gave me the, like the motivation I needed to really be like, okay, art is really what I want to do. That's like really, uh, let's reel this back then. Let me ask you what, what that was. Why were you contacted by Udon? Oh, well, I wasn't really like contacted by them. It was just like, uh, exchanges over on Instagram, you know, like, uh, Iron Pinky, Edwin Huang, he does, um, he does a lot of work for, I think he did the, the Dark Stalkers versus Street Fighter comic. Um, he did a lot of the panels for, uh, Street Fighter Unlimited, which is that, uh, comic that came out a couple years back. But, um, yeah, he's one of the mainstays over at Udon and, uh, he has this character that's like super cool. She's a, she's got like pink hair and a sailor uniform. And she's also got like this like mecha armor on her. She's so badass. But uh, (laughs) her name is Kue. And um, in 2015, I drew a picture of her and Edwin saw it and he was like, dude, this is so cool. You know, he was having a really bad day. So I guess seeing that like kind of boosted him up a little bit and he ended up following me and sharing the picture that I drew for him. And that like 
I don't know. I think things like that, you know, especially with Capcom Connect, since it's like directly at Capcom, you know, mm. sharing people's artwork like that can really be a, a motivational boost. You know, I definitely know how that feels. Yeah, it kind of gives a little bit of justification for the work that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it was just like fan done, like the, there was no commission on that piece that, that you had done. It was just you liked his character and wanted to, to draw it. Yeah, it's it's uh, um, you know it's all out of love, and then when people you know make it clear that they appreciate that, it's it's a really great feeling. So yeah, it's really cool that Capcom Connect's doing that because um, you know yeah, like I said, a lot of artists you know we work really hard, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of them don't do artwork for their for their career. Like they'd kind of just do it because they like to do it, and they right. they're tackling jobs and school like in real life, so. Yeah, it's that's really cool. That's yeah, really cool. the the grind is is real. I'll say for, <laughs> for, for many people out there. <laughs> I mean, yourself included, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose with that line of questioning, can I ask you then how much time do you dedicate to your pieces, or like what what would like a general give me like a general breakdown of like how long it takes to actually complete something? Okay, so um. I actually don't, I don't do very many like full, fully rendered uh, pieces these days, just because like, I haven't been very motivated. But um, when I do it, I don't know, I'd like to say that I'm, I'm a fast worker, but I take a really long time to commit to something. So if I have like an idea, like, I don't know if you've seen that picture I did of Cody and Guy on the subway. Yes. Yeah, so that one was actually, um, that took about three days to actually complete. But, um, like, the actual idea, I I danced around it for about, oh, like, a month. <laughs> like, trying to figure out what I was really going to draw. Like, I had a, a bunch of different thumbnails. It's it's mostly the, the idea process that takes a long time. And then, you know, the rendering and actual technical aspects of creating it is is a lot faster for me but that's just me you know it might be different for everyone else so Um, you're talking more along the lines of like composition and like position what are you trying to tell with this picture versus the actual act of of doing it yeah so yeah composition and um you know like trying to like planning most of it is just planning Hmm. um with a Cody pillow that I, I rushed that in like five days, both sides took five days total. Wow. Um, That's still a long time though. Yeah. I mean, like I was working pretty much all day cause I don't, I don't um, go to school anymore and I don't mm-hmm. have a job outside of art. So that was pretty much all. That's all I was doing all day. Fully committed <laughs> to it. So it took you a full five days to do the, the Cody body pillow. Yeah, that was just uh, like rendering and actually like committing to the idea. But the planning, you know, the planning is what took, uh, I'd say, about a month on that one as well. Oh, damn. Yeah, like on different because it's reversible. Right. So on one side, you've got the mayor and then on the other side, you've got the jailbird. And I wanted to like make sure that they both felt like uh, they had different personalities, Hmm. you know, because um. Cody's a totally different person in Street Fighter V. Like he, yeah. I mean, he still has like the aspects of, um, you know, wanting to be a ruffian and being he's still a... cocky <laughs> in both. Yeah, but like, yeah, how he 
he cleans himself up is a little different. How he mm-hmm. presents himself might be a little bit different on either yeah. side of the body pillow, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's he's a lot more um he is cocky in both, but I feel like he's more confident like and assertive in uh Street Fighter Five. Hmm. So I wanted to make sure that like I illustrated that on the mayor side and then you know on the jailbird side he's he seems a little more insecure. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to explain the uh, character depth that I see with with Cody. It's there's a lot of, you know, characterizing in my own head. <laughs> I think that that's uh, we touched on this earlier, but I feel like that's just true of fighting games because mm-hmm. the characterizations are very limited in scope, mm-hmm. which allows you to kind of take that little artist liberty with it. So how do you want it to be? You know, uh, mm-hmm. and let me ask you this: Then are those body pillows still available? Um, production has been kind of, uh, sporadic because I didn't expect them to do as well as they did. <laughs> okay. They, it, yeah. It was kind of just a passion project. Like, um, I couldn't find a Cody pillow anywhere and I wanted one. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first person to say something along the lines of, well, I wanted this. So if I just put in that little bit of effort so that I can get it and then maybe like other people might want it so it could be available to them. And that's just kind of how it rolled. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind it, of funny. Yeah. It was like tenfold, dude. Like I didn't expect <laughs> people to really, really want it. Um, oh no. They were horny for that one. Like, for yeah, real. for real. <laughs> <laughs> dude, even, um, the art director, I think, for Street Fighter V was, like, tracking my progress at Evo. Oh, really? He was, like, yeah, he kept walking by my table. I don't even know what he looks like, okay? <laughs> but I saw his Twitter, and he was, like, taking pictures of my sales uh, throughout the weekend. And he's, like, wow, look at this. And then on day two, he was, like, oh, no, Mayor sold out. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't know he was he was paying attention. Wow. And then um, Akiman ended up retweeting it and Akiman's like, you know, he's he's our our savior. He's the guy who even, you know, created that character. So right. <laughs> that was shocking. Oh man. Yeah. That pillow has done crazy things. <laughs> man, what a trip. That's fascinating. Yeah. I didn't know that tail end of it. I'm I'm not as ingrained in the into the the art world as as you mm-hmm. or other listeners might be, but that's that's pretty that had to be a pretty vindicating moment right there. Yeah. So Akimon, he's the one who did, um, he did the design for final fight street fighter two. Mm-hmm. He created Chun-Li, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's the guy who pretty, was obsessed uh, with her thighs and then like spent yes. like the story behind <laughs> that. He took like, I don't know how long it is, but it was like a very extended amount of time, like working on just her thigh size. I think yeah, I think I heard about that and how he was like super adamant that she's like pretty. Yeah, he's like, he's she like needs this has to be up. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he did a good job though. She's she's like one of the most iconic characters yeah. ever. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, I'll yeah. encourage people to look up that story about the specifically the design of Chin Li. I, I probably don't have the facts straight on that one, but to memory, it's like. <laughs> That's a, that's a little that's, weird, but okay. I mean, even yeah, even if even if that's not exactly how it went, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, respect the lore. <laughs> respect the lore, folks. It's yeah. just people telling For stories. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, but no, uh, 
So let me ask you this this next question, then, somewhat related mm-hmm. to Capcom in general, or things that would be a little bit more official. Uh, so this question was posted to our Street Fighter a while back, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a user asking the question of, should Capcom hold a costume design contest? Uh and let's say like the whoever gets chosen or voted or whatever that costume becomes available for port for purchase in game uh what's your take on that oh yeah so actually i went and i checked out that that thread um Mm -hmm. i think they make an interesting point like uh you know um letting fans get more engaged with uh especially for someone like me who likes to create art but doesn't really like to play it like they can still kind of be involved in the gameplay aspect mm-hmm. um I, I read one comment that was like yeah just win capcom cup <laughs> they have <laughs> yeah, a point one way. yeah <laughs> they that, have a point um that is true yeah but the there was another comment i read that said that um artists should be compensated if they win or if they they place which is i think that's that's the best way i i think they can handle something like that is if um because you know that's assuming that the costume is available for purchase right because i mean with the Mm -hmm. direction that the game has been going that's likely what they would do so i do think yeah that the artist should be compensated if they win but um yeah that's a pretty interesting idea i think a lot of people would participate and it would bring in a lot of you know super cool designs let me I can't kinda, imagine being on the judging board for yeah, that. That would be <laughs> see. That's interesting though, because think about it. Maybe think about it more along the lines of this, where let's say you you made a design, uh, and you didn't quote unquote win like the the contest outright, but then yeah. a year down the line, they create a costume that is maybe not exactly like your design, but very similar. I feel like there's some oh, some weird legal issues that might come up in that situation. Yeah. Oh, the disrespect. <laughs> you know, but I, I can see I'm them write sure it in a way that could like could totally clear them of. Well, mm-hmm. if you submit your art, then you submit it to Capcom. But they own it now. Uh, that is true. Is probably how they would have to do it. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Hot Topic T-shirt designing contest that they have with like We Love Fine or something like that, or. Um, with DeviantArt, I know with DeviantArt, if you submit your art to DeviantArt, they're allowed to take it and resell it. I to actually do not these companies. know that about DeviantArt. Yeah, so I mean, sure, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, intellectual property loopholes and stuff with that. But mm-hmm. um, as far as I know, there was this artist who did like a Steven Universe drawing on DeviantArt, and their art ended up being sold to Cartoon Network. And it's actually like written in the DeviantArt um, terms of service that they're allowed to like sell your work. Right. That's kind of yeah, that's so, kind of bonkers. I actually didn't know that about DeviantArt. Yeah. But what is the the hot topic thing you were talking about? It's a uh, so they have they usually have like T-shirt designing contests or merch design contests, um, mm-hmm. and people you know submit their artwork and they get like a super small uh, financial prize if they win, and mm-hmm. then Hot Topic gets to like sell their shirts for thousands and thousands of dollars you know so i can imagine that it would be something like that you know you get paid a small sum of money for something that ultimately they're gonna be profiting off of all right and with that i think that basically covers everything we had set out to talk about is there anything else that we haven't uh covered in this conversation that you would want to 
touch upon or something you hadn't got to speak on yet? Uh, I just think that, you know, people shouldn't be too embarrassed to draw things that they want to draw or to make the content that they want to make. Cause that's, that's how I started out is uh, I was drawing things. I was like, Oh, no one's going to want to see this. You know, no one's going to want to see uh, Cody holding hands with guy or whatever. And uh, I just went out and did it. And that's why, um, you know, that's why a lot of people are like, Holy shit. Like <laughs> she just fucking draws whatever she wants. And, uh, I think that's, you know, that's, that's a really liberating thing to just draw what you want and, you know, not really, not really care. And the responses that I've gotten are, are pretty, uh, you know, people are usually really supportive and, you know, as long as you're doing what you love and there's a lot of passion behind it and you make that clear, I think, you know, people are going to be about it. So like, you know, if you want to draw, uh, if you want to draw freaking um you know sodom in an idol outfit go right ahead dude like just do whatever you want man <laughs> what if i think that my art is bad but dude, i don't think that, i'm any good that is that should be the last thing on your mind um posting your artwork is probably the best thing that you can do for improvement i think because you know you get a lot of feedback you see what people like about it and then when you know what people like about your work, you do it more and more and more. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really refining process because you get a lot of uh, different, you know, a lot of different fresh eyes looking at your work. And I think ultimately that's, that's what led me to improve a lot is surrounding myself with a bunch of other artists like Mao. Oh, my God. Like Mao has been there for so many years. I admire her so much. She's so cool. Yeah, so you I just know, just to like the other day, so that I'm right with you on that. Yeah, like you have to surround yourself with artists that you admire, that have good work ethic, that'll motivate you. You know that that will make you improve. So don't don't ever worry about your art not being. You know, is there a secret or... artist Discord? Uh, I if there is, I don't know about it. Is there a secret <laughs> Illuminati? I, I feel like I and also if it did and exist, also, you wouldn't tell me. I'm I'm not an artist. Yeah, <laughs> certainly wouldn't you have tell to show me. me. <laughs> yeah, you have to show me your um, you know, your figure studies. You have to determine <laughs> if you're good enough. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> I'm certainly not. Trust me on that one. Um, <laughs> long story about. I, know, I won't share that. But anyway. But uh, no, I thank you for, I guess, sharing all of your, your thoughts and opinions on artists within the FGC. You've been very uh, eloquent in your, your descriptions here, so thank you for taking the time. However, I have a line of question that I, I need to ask you. It's something that I ask every person who uh, is their first time on the show. Uh, and this question comes in two parts. The first, and the, for you in particular, I feel like this will be kind of interesting uh, from the conversation we had earlier. But the question goes as such: What is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, how do people usually answer that? Actually, like, what what do they usually? There's a whole slew I, of answers because it can tell a lot about a person of of what they go to with normal attacks. Uh, for uh -huh. example, I've had people say, I just like reuse crouching medium kick because it's it's utilitarian. You can get a whole lot done with it. It's a good poke. It's good for combos. It's, it's just all around generally good. Uh, but then my answer to this is always 
Uh, I really like Zangief's stand fierce in Street Fighter 4 because it's it's so violent. It's, when he hits you with it, you shouldn't have been hit with it. You done fucked up. You done goofed. Uh, on counter hit, you can get a sick juggle combo that, again, should never happen in a real match. But when it does, it is just, oh, it looks so good. It's a statement. I like that about it. Uh, we've had a whole different slew of answers. So it could be anything. It could to speak to anything about what you like if you had to even look at what cody can do what is the thing that cody does that you might think is I don't know, attractive i was <laughs> i was gonna say that i like his uh in in five his what is it the standing standing light kick mm -hmm. it just looks so stupid <laughs> <laughs> it looks so dumb you're not wrong. I'm I'm with you on that. It it does. There are some questionable animations. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad. It's not good. But hey, you know, more power to him. No, I'm with you on that. That's funny. I think that that's a. I think that's the first like actual, like art heavy answer to this question, uh, and certainly the most like ironic answer that anyone's ever given. So. That it just looks bad. Yeah, hats <laughs> off to the, hey, uh, that's totally fine. If you like things that are a little fucked up in very specific ways, then I can fully back that. I am behind you 1,000%. Yeah, I just find everything hilarious. So if something makes me laugh, I'm I'm more likely to be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's funny. That's very good. Uh, so then that comes to part two of this question of what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Oh, jeez. Well, this one might since be a little I don't bit play it, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Since I don't play fighting games, I guess that I, I wouldn't really have an answer for that one, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any. I mean that's fine. Honestly. That's totally fine. I'm not gonna not gonna blame you for that one. Or if there's any like combos that you've seen people do, do you even watch oh, fighting games? Let me ask you that. I do. I watch, but I don't like. I can't. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of kind of stupid when it comes to like telling what's going on. That's fair. So that, there's there's no there's no shame in that because with fighting games, and I've said this before. Uh, and why I don't think like, or why I think that fighting games should be more popular is that I think on a general sense, they're very easy to follow, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't really have to know a lot about them to know that one health bar is lower than the other. That is true. Part makes sense to me, uh, <laughs> but okay. I'm not going to pry into that and then make you say something that you're just going to pull out of your ass. That's fine. Uh, but I do appreciate you humoring me, uh, in that in that line of questioning then. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining me uh, in this conversation. Uh, Zonk Knuckle, where can people find you on the internet? So I am on Instagram under Zonk Knuckle. I'm on Tumblr under Zonk Knuckle. And I also have an online store under Zonk Knuckle as well. But um, in solidarity, Twitter, I like it. My Twitter actually is slightly different. There's a... <laughs> The story behind this kind of sucks, but um, it's Zonknuck E, like with an I and an E instead of an L E. <laughs> so you know. I didn't know that until you said that out loud right the second. Yeah, it's I capital. <laughs> it's one of those things where I would have never noticed that. Had <laughs> you not said it you out loud? You want to know right why? Now. Yeah. You want to know why that had to happen? Do tell. <laughs> Um, I told one of my friends on Twitter that I was going to kill him because he posted a lost meme and I thought that meme sucked. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to kill you. And Twitter uh, suspended me. 
So. No, that's why. Yeah. Because you said yeah. you're going to kill your friend. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Twitter yeah. can be. Twitter is a fickle bitch sometimes. Let me oh, tell you. Yeah, it gets the best of us. They've man, been dropping I'm, like flies. Man, I'm going to kill Twitter. Damn it. <laughs> say that out loud on the podcast but all right no that is i didn't know that until right now wow so that's zonk nucky with a capital i although you yes. don't need to search capitals on twitter uh i did wow wow fascinating didn't know that <laughs> otherwise just, just zonk zonk knuckle the k is shared between zonk and knuckle mm-hmm uh, all right. Well, thank you again for for joining me. It was been a pleasure yeah, talking you. to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. Had a fun right. time. Uh, thank you.